0: I'm Anna Webb, this is A Dog's Life. Hey Mr. Binks, you know we've heard about a lot of people getting very creative through lockdown and making the most out of their time and some clever types have been busy with dogs so we're about to jump on zoom and talk to emily Bowden, who started up poor step portraits hey emily welcome to a dog's life
1: hi anna thanks so much for having me
0: Not at all. Um, I'm really excited about uh, chatting about your photography, because I'm one of the lucky ones, aren't I? (laughs) You (laughs) are. (laughs) I am. I've been privileged to take part in your current project. Just tell us what it's called and kind of what it's about briefly before we go into it.
1: Yeah, it's called Poster Portraits. So it's a series of photographs of dogs and their owners, uh, London-based. Um, in exchange for a uh, donation to either Land to Animal Welfare, which is a charity in Thailand, um, and NHS uh, charities
0: together. I saw you on uh, BBC London telly, and you also joined Joe Good and I on the Barking Hour one afternoon to talk about this. And uh, that's how come you got on my radar, really. And I just thought, this doesn't just define our times. This you know really is our times where photographs are being taken on your doorstep.
1: I know and the home has been such a a place of safety and sanctuary for people. I thought it would be nice to have a I think a positive memory of the home and the doorstep in what's been a very challenging year for so many people and and how things have changed so much. Uh, people are working from home a lot more. They they therefore are able to have a dog. It's provided them a sense of companionship, giving them, you know, reason to get out of bed in the morning. And so I wanted to sort of capture that in, in the series and make it a nice memory for something that has been challenging for people.
0: Absolutely. And I, I think it's such a genius idea. You know, the ideas that are genius, I think, are the simplest ones. And I know yeah. when you got in touch with me, I, I was like, oh, gosh, I'd love a photo. But, oh, I can't possibly do it this week because I've got to clean my my, my front door. I'm <laughs> going to buy a new doormat. i have got to do all the sweeping and this and that and tidying up the front. And you said, Anna, well, how long is it going to take you to do that? You know, it's so fun and so yes we got the shot done and I'm, I'm thrilled with it oh thank you because I love it so you know a big lens to me in this age of social media mm. so takes a better photograph I, I know a lot of people listening will be going oh gobbledygook Anna it doesn't and you know <laughs> oh, my iPhone's got the what's it and then whatever and all the rest of it but you know what do you think about that as a photographer?
1: I mean the i like the iPhone smartphones in general are you know, they are advancing all the time. So they do take amazing photographs, but I do think having a proper camera and lens, you you do just get a more professional photograph. Um, and I'm, hopefully that sort of came through in the, in the images that I sent you of, of, Mr. Binks and Prudence. Most definitely. And they, they really enjoyed it, but it
0: showed Prudence was affected by lockdown a bit because she was, she was quite, <laughs> Prudence, oh dear, she let me down a bit that day. Normally it's Mr. Binks that goes a bit wonky in front of a camera because he, you know, he's a, a re-home and, and, and for lots of reasons, he's a bit shy, you know, but Prue, she was like, oh, I don't know about this big lens. Oh, yeah. what's all this about? <laughs>
1: it's quite interesting with dog psychology and I I wonder what it was about the lens that was making her feel uncomfortable or or, or I don't know if it was an anxiety thing or maybe it's just because she hadn't you know been seeing new people or um, as as much as she would do what do you think? Can't really describe it because she's
0: normally she loves the big lens and but the thing was yeah it's been over a year that Mm. she'd seen a big lens and it, this really reflects, I think, the detail of how lockdown is not only really deeply affecting dogs, but also people, you know, if we think we're about to be launching back into the the normal fray, if you like, of life. And I think there will be latent anxieties, both human and dog. It was was most unusual Prudence had done that, but (laughs) she settled into it and we got a shot (laughs) and that's all that counts really. But on the other hand, you see, Mr. Binks was all super confident little bright boy. So, you see, maybe lockdown's done him some favours. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. They, well, they look brilliant. And I loved the little pop of orange that you were using as well. It really sort of brought, brought the shot to life, I think. And I loved Prudence's excitability and she was stealing my treats. And, you know, as you said, being a bit of a rebel, which is <laughs> nice. It's nice to see the character of dogs. So, oh, yeah, it's one you. of the, the privileges of photography. <laughs> Thanks,
0: Emily. Yes, I was mortified. You know, she knew you had those baker's sizzlers, which are oh, no. like you know, in your bag. I mean, no hesitation, was it? Just her big nose oh, no. straight in, got the packet out. Thank you very much. How generous of you! I'll have the whole lot. <laughs> She's
1: not no. the only one. She's not the only one. I've had many dog thieves in the in the seventy shoots.
0: So, <laughs> so you've done seventy now. Now this, I mean, yeah. I, this fascinates me because I also think being, you know, a portrait on someone's doorstep I love it that it's just an equaler I think you know a leveler so everyone's on their doorstep it's almost like a sociological study do you
1: think? I think so it's um I've just I've, I've absolutely loved it I love seeing that people are so worried about what their doorstep looks like and I'm like it's not about the doorstep specifically it's about the connection between you and the dog sort of focusing on that. Yeah, it's
0: been so good. You've obviously gotten around London quite a lot. This must be, in a way, I think really a positive thing for your own mental health in a way. And what a proactive project to think, right, I'm going to get up and I'm going to traverse London and meet lots of people, lots of dogs, all sorts of different people, different dogs. It must have been like a really boosting thing to do.
1: It's been amazing because I was thinking, what am I going to do with all this time? and you know you have to be at home and being safe and my friend had actually suggested doing a passion project and you know I didn't really think about it and I was going to sleep one night I remember and it was you know when you have these light bulb moments it was one of those and I and I knew people in the past in the in the first lockdown had been doing um, doorstep portraits of people families but I didn't think anyone had been doing it of dogs on the doorstep on, on the doorstep <laughs> and uh it just came to me, portraits, tales of the pandemic. And uh, I ran that past a few, a few friends, the idea, um, and thought, how can I give back? And, and the concept was just sort of born like that. And um, I, wrote, I wrote a sort of, not a pitch email, but an email to send out initially with my idea. Um, and it's just snowballed from there. Like you say, I, I've been all over London. I've, I didn't actually realize how it's very exhausting actually and time consuming, but the love of it overrides anything it 's
0: just been an amazing thing, yeah, no, I bet i i I so bet actually, and also a challenge in a way, photographically, because mm-hmm. the doorsteps are all different, some people have lovely big doorsteps, other mm-hmm. people a bit like mine it 's a bit kind of in a corner, and we had to yeah. squidge in didn't we to get everything and okay. and so i I guess that must be a bit of a challenge in terms photographically from a composition perspective
1: yeah, absolutely there were. I kind of have to be a bit creative when i'm photographing more difficult doorsteps. Uh, there was a lady that I photographed um, and she was downstairs, so we actually had to i mean I wore my mask of course and we were at a distance, but we had to go into a back garden that's the only way we could have done it so um, we did that, so that's still effectively a doorstep of a kind <laughs> and there was another couple who I photographed, and the doorstep was very close to where I needed to be, but there was a car park there so I couldn't get directly in front of the doorstep because there was a car park. So I had to move slightly along the wall where there was a little gap. So it's, it's, it's definitely trying to think outside the box to make sure we get the picture as authentically as possible and as close to the doorstep as possible.
0: And do you think that's a skill that all photographers have, thinking out of the box? Because in your other photographic work, you are an interiors photographer, which perhaps a little different because you're photographing inanimate objects, but nevertheless, you know, in challenging contexts where you've got to get, you know, a lot in one frame.
1: Yeah, with the, with the still life photography, I mean, they both have challenges. The dogs, they move. So that's definitely very different to doing still life. Um, it's got its challenges. But with still life, you might have too much light coming in, not enough light coming in. Um, there might be something you want in, a, in or out of a shot. And when you're behind the camera trying to compose that image, I haven't got anyone helping me. So I have to kind of look at that on a, on a live view or through the, the viewfinder and then run to the to the frame and move something in slightly. So everything takes a little bit longer to make sure I'm getting the right right frame. And you learn tips and tricks along the way. And, and I'm actually self-taught. So I'm, I'm forever learning uh, with both actually.
0: No, that's brilliant. But what a skill, you know, cause I, I still maintain that photography is a real art, but you know, on the way, have you ever had a giggle thinking, you know, about dogs and their owners and how alike they are? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was um, one of the first dogs I photographed actually. Um, her partner wasn't there at the time. And I, I send everyone questions after I've done either before or after I've done the shoot. Um, and it's, you know, how old is your dog? When did you get your dog? What's been the best thing about having them during the pandemic? Um, any funny personality traits they have? And she had said uh, that her dog was the same hair color as her partner they're like russet colour. so well, that was quite <laughs> funny uh <laughs> yeah. but, you know they're all everyone's super lovely see it's sort of a reflection you know are you saying dogs are like their owners well they are because everyone's lovely and all the dogs have been lovely
0: <laughs> no so. that that's lovely any inspiring you to get a dog did any of the dogs you photographed make you think differently about their breed
1: i always prefer the smaller dogs just because i'm quite small (laughs) so I I think it would be slightly challenging to have a larger dog for me personally Um, but I really liked I loved Benson who was the Rottweiler that was in the BBC news piece Um, he was a rescue um, and he'd been abandoned during the first lockdown Um, and the the couple that uh, rescued they got him from a rescue center Um, and I love that he went to New York but he's a big dog and Rottweiler's Unfortunately, you don't have a very good reputation. So it was nice to do that piece, to show how lovely they are. So I, I, I mean, I'd quite like by Rottweiler, but <laughs> I change my mind all the time because they're all so lovely. It's their character, I think, more than the breed
0: yes definitely well every dog's an individual but yeah no that's so sweet about Benson and Mm. I didn't realize he'd already been discarded once already in a short time Mm. so he's kind of almost like the champion of this project really being a lockdown rescue oh that's so so sweet no but in your photos you've you've photographed such a wide range one picture I particularly like actually I think it's on your Instagram feed it's two Frenchies French bulldogs (laughs) sat (laughs) on on the step. There's just something about their expressions on that.
1: (laughs) They are lovely. Yeah, they're they're Herbie and Dave and they had their little velvet bow ties on that mum had put on um, ready for their photographic debut. Um, They were lovely. They were very calm and it was just easy to to photograph them. but they had such such lovely personalities as well. Um, I just wanted to put them in my handbag and, you know, disappear but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And then you,
0: you photograph some whippets because whippets are so yeah. popular at the moment. You know, breeds yeah. tend to go in kind of fashions, you know, um, at the moment, miniature Daxies are, are really popular. Mm. But so are whippets. And there's a lovely photo of a whippet and uh, his owner.
1: I think that was uh, Ebo, I think. And he was a rescue. He, was, oh. he might have been a greyhound. And I think he was a rescuer um, as well. So there's been a few rescues and, and they are, in fact, I'm photographing a rescue in, I think, in a couple of weeks. And uh, she's also a therapy dog as well. So this one was slightly out of London. But because of the backstory, I really wanted to make sure I was documented that because It's important when they're a rescue and, and a therapy dog. I think it's a nice thing for me to do for them as well
0: absolutely and it and it so proves that you know giving a dog a second chance like with Benson the Rottweiler it's so uh, worthwhile and it's an altruistic thing to do as sometimes rescues take a bit of rehab I mean my little Mr Binks is is technically a rescue and just showed that day on the doorstep how much he's come on because he actually posed for you you know yeah I think it's the biggest compliment Emily because he hasn't posed for anybody
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you- you, act- you said, didn't you, that Mr. Vink was more camera shy and Prue yes. was the other way? And then it, it was sort of. It, it- flipped didn't it flipped it did that <laughs> <laughs>
0: totally flipped I was absolutely so surprised to be honest with you so Prue needs to sharpen her pencil a little bit so Emily you know giving back on this project as well is just you know so lovely and supporting the NHS we all know it's really key but I love that you also offered the opportunity to support a dog rescue in Thailand so Tell us a bit more about that and how you got involved
1: with it. So the the charity is called Lanta Animal Welfare, and they're based um, on an island called Lanta. And I actually went backpacking. Uh, I I needed a bit of time out from working in London when I was, I think, 32, something like that. And um, I wanted to do something to give back again. And so I built my entire backpacking trip around volunteering at a shelter. And I think just through doing research, I, I found them. Um, and that was it. And I went and volunteered, for, uh, volunteered with them for two months, I think. And it was hard work. We were working six, six days a week. We either do a morning or an afternoon shift. Uh, and One night of the week, you have to sleep in the, the dog centre to, to keep the dogs quiet because sometimes they would get rattled in the night and they had to keep the, the local residents happy. So we needed to keep the dogs calm. Um, otherwise, they were at risk of being shut down. Um, so that was interesting. Sleeping, <laughs> sleeping in with the dogs. Wow! It sounds
0: amazing. And thing is, with dogs out out there, I, I've been to India a, a couple of times, and you know, it's always broken my heart seeing the the stray street dogs. But they they kind of muddle along. How is it out out in Thailand for dogs? You know, um, do people tolerate them, or how is it?
1: Um, I think it's a mixed bag. Really, there's quite a lot of cruelty on the island i think that's due to um not being educated enough which is what lanta also try and do is to educate the locals how to humanely treat the animals um i remember being when i was volunteering there was a dog that had had boiling oil poured over it oh no
0: um
1: so it was extremely traumatized and um nervous and so we had to do um we used to have to sit in the cage with her just to get her used to having people around her again in a safe proximity. So I don't know. It's a mixed bag, I think. Yes. Um, But hopefully with their work that they're doing, it's just going to keep getting better and better and they'll start being looked after.
0: Absolutely. No, it's great. Several charities out in Thailand doing great work, but like with everything at the moment with a kind of shortage and of money and uncertain economic times all charities are pretty desperate and struggling right
1: yeah they are it's uh, they've had no tourists going there um, no no one volunteering so they've solely been relying on on donations and I'm I still got the newsletter every week and I think I'd I'd seen one this is back in January now and I thought oh goodness so I've always been donating a little bit as well myself and then I thought when I thought about the project, I thought the NHS would be, of course, worthwhile cause to donate to, but also Lanta because they don't have that support that they had. They don't have anyone there volunteering. They don't have any tourism. Um, and so it was such a good way of, of helping them because they're such a small nonprofit charity um, that, you know, they need all the support they can get.
0: Yeah, and, and with your personal connection as well, I mean, it totally yeah. makes sense. You know, I yeah. bet it, it was so rewarding to help those dogs out there, you know, for two months. I'd love to do that, actually. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, I'm sure
0: they'll take you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I might <laughs> be I'll take Prue with me. So it's I all know. a bit, travelling is a bit bit tricky. But yeah, you know, it must have changed your v- view perhaps or opened your eyes to a different perspective maybe on dogs as well compared to how dogs are in England. You know, we don't have dogs roaming around on the streets here. It, it, it's very different, isn't it?
1: It was so different. I mean, they are very pampered here. because They live mm, a yeah. very pampered lives yes um, and these are street dogs a lot of the time but the great thing is they have a um a really great adoption program um through lanta and they they make the process really easy for people to adopt and it was beautiful seeing so many dogs that perhaps been been with lanta for months or years and then they the process has been approved and they're going off to the uk or norway the netherlands it's you know it's fantastic so they're, they're getting a chance of having a, a nice life somewhere else so yes it was nice to see that
0: yeah definitely and really great to be supporting them now you know so oh but then what is your long-term project if you or goal really with with the photographs Emily are you going to have them in a gallery so people can buy them
1: so I thought in the beginning I thought if I would if there was enough interest and enough content that the plan would be to try and get it made into some kind of book I, I wasn't sure if a coffee table book would be of more interest to everyone, or if it should be something more like a magazine um, with, you know, the key sort of images from each shoot and the answer to the questions that I would sent to all the dog owners, so that there's uh, some context to to the whole series. So um, I spoke to a friend and she said, you know, maybe maybe try seeing if uh, some of the publishers will, you know, might be interested, or if, if not, maybe I try and self-publish through um, through other means. So, I mean, that's, I mean, like I said, 70 shoots now. So I think there's enough content. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is whether there'd be enough interest. Um,
0: I think there would, you see. I mean, okay, I, you know, we wouldn't be chatting now if I, there was <laughs> something. I I just think it, it it it's beyond defining our times because it kind of defines the next step as well, which is leaving your front door. <laughs> yeah. So, Yes. It it, yeah, so it's like that total halfway point and it and it's all documented and highlighting of course the value of dogs that have really kept yeah. dog owners so being the lucky ones through lockdown, to be honest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and just that, like I said earlier, that uh, having a, a, a positive, happy memory um, for people during an extremely challenging and hopefully one-off time in history, I suppose.
0: Yes, well, let's really hope it was it is a one-off. <laughs> oh gosh. <I> yes. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, Emily, look, thank you for joining us. And I hope we can keep in touch on the progress and come on to talk about the coffee table book. I, oh, I got a nose for these things. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be happening. <laughs>
1: oh, I hope so. I really hope so. I mean, I'm going to give it 110% energy and, uh, you know, let's see what happens. Oh, well, best of luck, Emily. And thank oh, you again. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much. Anna. I really appreciate you having me on.
0: Well that's our show Mr Binks, what did you think? Yes, you show off, you were the star that day. And you're right, we've got a new feature starting this week. It's Woof of the Week. Which is, never forget to keep desensitizing your dog to photographs taken in all locations, including your front doorstep. And I hope you all enjoyed it too. If you did, please rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts so other dog lovers can find us. Thanks to Emily and links to her poor step portraits are all in the show notes. Thanks to my great producer, Mike Hansen and Pod People Productions for all the music and production. Follow them at Pod People UK. For more about me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs, or you could visit my new website annaweb.co.uk maybe book a training session or a nutrition consult browse through my blogs or have a nose around my shop we'll be back in your feed next sunday so why don't you subscribe for free now so you'll never miss another show or even catch up on some shows that you might have missed bye for now